Okay, we're up to Dafnun Hamid Bay is the bottom line, Tanra Bonan. Save Machlaikas in the Mishnah of Yehuda Shita is or Meir Shita is that if you make Kaddish with Maisha Shani, it's not a good Kadushan because he looks at Maisha Shani as belonging to Hashem. Yehuda Shita is that if you're Lekeach Maisha Shani, if you Makadish and Ishud Maisha Shani, then Bishagig it doesn't work because it's a Mekach toys, but Bemezid it works. Here's the problem. The problem is, I'll say it outside, we'll see it inside, that we have an Amid where it seems to be that Rabbi Yehuda Shita is that if uh, you purchase an item with Maiser Shani funds outside of Yishlaim, which you're not supposed to do, if you did it on purpose, we penalize you and the sale is void. So how come by Kedushin there's no penalty b'mezid, and if you make Kaddish and Yisha b'mezid? It works, and <clears throat> she just has to take the funds to Yishalayim. How come we penalize you by a by a purchase? We don't penalize you by kedushin. So Tana Rabban, ain't loichem behema mais maisasheni. You're not allowed to buy an animal outside of Yishalayim with maisasheni funds. Vim lokach, but if you did purchase it, b'shoigeg. If you bought b'shoigeg, yachzidam lekaimen. If you bought a b'shoigeg, it's a mekach the sale is void. B'meizid, if you did it on purpose, the sale is valid. The animal becomes holy. Right? Generally, if you use Maishashani funds on an animal that is a kosher animal, the animal becomes holy. So it's a valid sale. The animal becomes holy. And you have to eat the animal in your shalai. That makes sense. The problem is this is not Rav Yehuda. I'm Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, I only agree when you intended for the animal to be a carbon. But if you didn't know it was Maiser Shani, meaning you spent money on Maiser Shani funds on non-carbonus, on personal use, whether Shoyge or Mezid, the sale is void. If it's Shoyge, it's void because it's a Mekach Tois. If it's Mezid, it's, it's void because... Of a penalty. So the question is, Hanan Tanan, Kiddush. Why over here do we penalize you when you purchase an animal mazid? But by Kiddushin we don't. What's the difference? So Amr of Lazar, The difference is the case of Kiddushin, the woman, the average woman knows. That when you give her Meister Shani funds, the Meister Shani funds are still holy, right? Because it's not like the, it's not like you bought an animal where the trans the, the holiness was transferred. You gave it to her; she knows that, so she'll take it to Yushalayim. She knows that she has Meister Shani funds in her, in her, uh, in her jurisdiction. She'll take it to Yushalayim. But when you buy an animal with Meister Shani funds, the average person does not realize that the tr- holiness is transferred. So now the animal is holy. And it's going to be eaten outside of Yishalayim. So because the average person does not know that the holiness is transferred by a kosher animal, there's going to be a confusion. In other words, when by Kedushin, there's no transaction. It's just giving her the money. So she now has the money. She knows that the money is holy. She'll she'll take it to Yishalayim. We we trust that she'll take it to Yishalayim. There's no reason to penalize her if it's done on purpose. But when it comes to buying an animal, now all of a sudden the money is not holy. The animal is holy. But not everyone knows that. And therefore, that animal is going to be eaten outside of Yishalayim, and therefore it's a problem. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Now here's the problem. You're telling me that the reason why Kedushin works is because the average person knows, the average woman knows, that the money is still holy, she'll take it to Yishalayim. 
as opposed to an animal where the average person doesn't realize that the holiness is transferred. What if instead of buying a kosher animal, you bought a pig, or you bought slaves, or you bought land? The Gemara assumes, if you tell me the average woman knows the halachas, then the average person should also know the halachas, that if you buy a pig, or if you buy slaves, or you buy land, the holiness is not transferred, because the holiness is only transferred on kosher animals. Which means that if I buy a pig with my Shani funds, right, I have $500, I give it to you, you sell me a pig. So now the money is still holy. And you're telling me the average person knows this. So if the average person knows this, then we should trust that guy. Meaning you're telling me we only penalize you in the case of a kosher animal because the average person doesn't realize that the animal's holy, not the money. But every other case, the average person knows. That would mean that if I buy a pig, the average person knows that the pig's not holy, the money's still holy. So, the buyer, so if I, the, uh, right, I'm by the seller, right? I'm, I have money. I'm buying a pig from you. I give you my Sashani funds on purpose. We should say, the halacha should be, conceptually, the average person knows that the money is still holy and he'll take it to Yushalayim. There should be no reason to penalize because the average person knows that there's no transfer holiness onto a pig. And yet, the halacha is that we do penalize you. Mask the Rav Yirmiya, Hari if you buy a pig, a slave or real estate with Maishashani funds, right? the average person knows that the money is still holy because it doesn't transfer onto a pig, it doesn't transfer onto land, it's not. And therefore, if the average person knows the money is still holy, the same way we trust the woman to take it to Yushalayim, mean, you should trust this guy, there's no reason to penalize you. The halach is. You're not allowed to buy real estate, slaves, or non-kosher animals with Maisa Shani funds. And if you did, we penalize you. Now, the penalty, two points. The problem is, why is there a penalty? Doesn't the average person know that the money is still holy? So why can't we trust the guy to take it to Yushalayim? The same way we don't penalize her, why are we penalizing this guy? Second point to realize is that the penalty is different. The penalty is, if I buy a pig from you, I give you $500 in Maisa Shani funds, I get a pig. The penalty before was the sale is undone. Over here, the penalty is I have to re-give $500 to my Sashani. So the Gemara will analyze why the penalty is different. But the point is, why is there a penalty? The answer is, the average person does not realize, anytime you're buying an animal, kosher or non-kosher, the average person does not realize whether the animal is holy, whether the animal is not holy. The average person doesn't realize any of this. So why by Kedushin is there no penalty? And that's why we always penalize you. We always penalize you when there's an animal being purchased. Because... People don't realize what's holy anymore. They don't realize, oh, kosher animal, the animal's holy, not the money. Non-kosher animal, the money's holy, not the animal. And it's going to lead to confusion. And people are going to, people are going to basically consume Maiser Shani outside Bishlaim. So why is it that we don't penalize you, in the according to your views, in the case of the Kedushin? The answer is, it's specifically talking about a learned woman. Meaning, if it was not a learned woman, the average person, we would penalize you and say, don't give her my Shani funds because she's not going to realize that it's holy and she's not going to take it to Yushalayim. But Dafka talking about it here, of Isha Chavar, a learned woman who knows the halachas. If a person knows the halachas, there's no reason to penalize. Now, one last point. We said that if you bought a pig with my Shani funds, we penalize you if it's done b'mezid. Now, the penalty should be that the sale is undone, but instead, the penalty is that the buyer has to re-donate $500 or the amount of money that the purchase was. The question is, why? Why not just undo the sale? Why is there a different penalty? Just undo the sale. So the Gemara says, we'll go to the next page, the case is where the seller 
The reason why the buyer has to re-donate $500 and we don't just undo the sale is because the seller ran away. We don't have a seller around. Meaning I buy a pig from you for $500, I give you my sashani funds. If you're around, we'll just undo the sale. The case is you ran away. You don't know where you are. So I have to re-donate $500. Now the Gemara points this out. I'll say it sounds like we said inside. We penalize um, me, the buyer, because the seller's gone. If the seller's here, then we make the seller undo the sale, which the Gemara perceives as a penalty towards the seller. So why is that when the seller's away, we just penalize the buyer? Why don't we always penalize the buyer? Why do we ever undo the sale? Why don't we just say, the buyer always has to redonate money to the Maizasheni? Like when the seller goes away, that's what we do, because the seller's not here. If the seller's here, we'll undo the sale. Why? Why don't you always just penalize the buyer? So the Gemara says, time of the barach, holy barach, why don't you just always penalize the buyer and say, you always have to redonate $500? The answer is, lav ach baraganav, It's not the mouse that steals, it's the hole, meaning... We're not going to penalize the buyer because if there's no seller, it's the seller's fault. So the Gemara says, well, Eloy Achber, Achur, Mayavid. If there's no buyer, there's no, then there's no seller either. So it's like, why are you penalizing one over the other? The answer is, Mistabra, Kolhecha, Deiki, Sur, Hasun, The answer is, we penalize the buyer, we penalize the, the, um, the seller to make him undo the sale because he's the one who has the money. We're always going to penalize the one who has the Meister Shani funds. If I have Meister Shani funds and I give it to you for a pig, and now you have it, we're going to penalize you under the sale. Why? Because you're the one who is in, in control of the, of the funds that are the problem. And therefore, whoever has the Meister Shani funds, that's always going to be the one that we penalize, no matter what. So we're not looking at fault. It's just whoever has the Meister Shani funds, that's who's going to be penalized. Okay? A new Mishnah. This Mishnah is dealing with the concept... That if you're Mekadish with Yisurei Hana, it doesn't work. Because you're not giving her anything of value. And we're going to list different things that are Asab Hana, and then we're going to try and find sources of how do I know those things are Asab Hana. So I'm Mekadish Ba'arla, if you're Mekadish Ba'arla, first three fruits, Kalei Kerem, Kalayim, Sharaniskal, an ox that was supposed to be stoned, condemned to stoning because he killed a person. Egla Rufa, and Egla Rufa. Tzipuri Mitzorah, the bird of a Mitzorah. This is the bird that shechted outside of the Mitzorah, for the Mitzorah outside of the city. Sarah Nazir, the hair of a Nazir. Petach Hamar, a firstborn male donkey. When you have a firstborn male donkey, unless you redeem it, and uh, redeem it with a, a sheep, you have to kill the male donkey. It's also about Noah. Bas B'chalav, milk and meat. Chul and Shenishchutu Ba'azara, or a non-holy animal that's shechted in the base of Mikdash, non-carbon. All these also about Noah, and they're not Mekudosh. Now, there is one interesting halacha, that although... It's Ein Mekudashas, although it's not Mekudashas, it's not what's called Teufis as Damov. Teufis as Damov means, Teufis as Damov means that if a person, let's say you have something that's Asabahanal, it's a, you know, um, a carbon, right? You're not allowed to benefit from a carbon. And you sell the carbon for $500, which you're not allowed to do, that money is now Asabahana. The, the holiness transfers, the Isser transfers. That does not apply in these cases. Imachran. However, if you sold any of these, let's say Bas B'chal, you're not allowed to benefit Bas B'chal, you're not allowed to sell it. If you did, the money that you got is not Asabano, you can keep the money. The halacha is, if you sold any of these items and then use the money to Mekadosh Anisha, it's effective. Okay. It's not called Typhus, it's Dhammav, unlike Karbanas, unlike Hegdish. Right? Hegdish, if you sell Hegdish, the money becomes Asr. Now, we're going to go through each one to try to find the source that all of these are asabana. Orla. How do I know Orla is asabana? Detanya. Arelm le'yachel. You shall not eat Orla. 
I only know that it's usher to eat. How do I know that it's usher to benefit from Arla as well? The answer is, that you're not allowed to benefit, you're not allowed to die with it, you're not allowed to use it as fuel. How do I know that Arla is usherba? Treat its fruit as forbidden. There's a special second isser. The rabbi says, all types of benefit are forbidden. That's the source for Arla. Klaya Karim. How do I know the Isser of Klaya Karim? Minolan. Amechizki Amechra. Pentigdash. The Pasuk says, do not plant Klayim. Pentigdash. Lest it'll be. For, uh, like Tigdash means you'll lose it. Tigdash is actually an acronym. Pentukadesh. You'll have to burn it. Meaning, if you if you plant it, it's also Bano. You'll have to burn it. Ravashi Omar. He says, no, Pentikdash is not an acronym, it's Pen Yehei Kaddish. It means it'll become holy like Hegdish. Now here's the problem. If you're telling me that Klayakarim is also is because it's treated like Hegdish, then why isn't it Typhus is Dhamma? Right? I mentioned in the Mishnah, Typhus is Dhamma means if you sell Klayakarim, the money is permitted. If you sell Hegdish, then money is not permitted. So if you're telling me that Klayakarim is Pentikdash, which is Kaddosh, it means it's treated as Hegdish, then how come it's not as severe as Hegdish? Imak Kaddish Typhus is Dhamma Vyotzilachulin. Af Klayakarim Typhus is Dhamma Vyotzilachulin. Why don't you say the same thing for Klayakarim? That it should be typhus is dhamma, meaning that the, whole, the iser transfers to the money and the original uh, vegetables are permitted. So why don't you say if it's going to be like Hegdish, then treat it like Hegdish. The answer is Elam Achbar You're right. And therefore we have to go with Chizkiah's approach that the source is Pentikdash, which is Pentukat Esh. It's an acronym as opposed to Pentikdash being like Hegdish. Sharon Esko, how do I know that an animal that was condemned to be stoned is also about Noah, the Tanya. Mimash The Pasuk says that an ox has to be stoned. Now, once the ox is stoned, could you eat this ox? Of course not. It's a nevela. It was not shechted properly. I know that it's a nevela. A nevela is also And a nevela is also to be eating. So why is it necessary for the Torah to say, right? The Pasuk says, Don't eat it. Don't eat its flesh. Why do you need to tell me that? If the Pasuk is referring to an animal that was already stoned, that was knocked off a mountain, then of course you can't eat it. It's a nevela. So what is Loyachos Besaru referring to? It can't be referring to an animal that was actually stoned. It must be referring to the following case. If the animal is actually stoned, of course you can't eat it. Rather, even before it was stoned, it was just given and bezed in, it's supposed to be stoned. That alone, the Pasuk is saying, even if you shecht it properly afterwards, lo yochel's basar, you're not allowed to eat it. So now there's an iser achila for an animal even before it was stoned, just by condemnation alone. Hanom and how do I know that it's usher to benefit from? Tamalarma, the Pasuk then says, ubala shanaki, the owner of the ox is cleansed. What does it mean, cleansed? My mashma? Cleansed meaning clean. It's, his, it's not his anymore. It doesn't just mean cleansed as in like he's forgiven. It means cleansed as in he no longer owns it in any way. It's like a person who says to his friend, He got cleaned out. He has no more benefit. Meaning, so so the Isser, so we're talking about, again, the Pasuk says, which we said cannot be referring to an animal that was actively stoned, because then it's also because it's Nevela, I already know that. Rather, therefore, is superfluous. So it must be saying like this, the animal is Asr from eating even before it's stoned, just by condemnation, when it's condemned to be stoned, that's Asr. Even if you shechted, it's Asr to eat. And the Isser Hanah is Ubala Sharnaki. 
And the Gemara says, "Umemai da haylo yachos besar lehecha deshach lachas shenigmedin udasa dilma hecha deshach lachas shenigmedin ashari." Perhaps like this. Why don't you say this? Why don't you say that if you actually shech the animal before it's stoned, it's actually mutter in hana. So what do you do with the pasuk lo yachos besaro? Again, the pasuk says lo yachos besaro. You're not allowed to eat it. Which we said, if the pasuk is talking about it's already stoned, it's a nevela. So rather, Leichas Besaro is saying that even before it's stoned, it's already Yasser. says, no. Really, it's Motor Bahano. And Leichas Besaro, meaning if, if, if it wasn't stoned, it's actually Motor Bahano. And perhaps if you shecht it, it's actually Motor to eat. What is Leichas Besaro referring to? My Leichas Besaro. The whole Isser of Leichel is referring to when the animal was actually pushed off a mountain. So you're going to say, well, if the animal's pushed off a mountain, it's Nevela. What do you need Leichel for? I already know you can't eat it. The answer is, lo yachel does not necessarily mean eating, it means aser bahano. Ukid ravo amar avalazar. Dam ravo amar avalazar. Kalmakash anemar lo yachel lo yisaychav lo yisaychlu echad eser achilu vechad eser no. Achilu lakasa gudesh apalchad and benavela. Ravalazar amar avalazar's opinion is that anytime the passage says lo yachel lo yisaychlu, it actually means aser and achila and hana. Until the passage specifically says it's mutter bahana, lo yachel means both. Therefore, this is how you're supposed to interpret the passage. If before it was stoned, you shechted it, or you're allowed to benefit from it for sure. So what's Le'yachas Besara referring to? Re'yachas Besara referring to is the following case. The animal got pushed off a mountain. So it's also to eat because it's an avela. Le'yachas Besara means you're not allowed to benefit from, and Le'yachal can mean benefit. But if it wasn't stoned, it's muter bahana. So Gemara says, no. Hani mi din afkalin isra Mar says, no, the problem with your pshat is, again, what's your pshat? That if you shecht it properly, it's fine to benefit from. Loyochel is referring to where it's stoned. So the Isra Achila is from Nevela, and Loyochel means, means Hana, because Loyochel can mean both. The answer is, lo yochel does not exclusively mean hana. Lo yochel means that if the Torah asks achila, it also asks hana. But over here you're telling me the iser of achila is because it's an avela. Lo yochel means hana. The Torah would never use lo yochel to exclusively mean hana. If the Torah is using the term lo yochel to aser lobster, and it says lo yochel, then okay, the Torah is asering as, eating and benefit. But over here the eating is also because it's an avela. The Torah would not use the word lo yachal to just mean hana. It would say lo yahana. Or even if it said lo yachal, es besara would be extra. Therefore, that can't be the pshat. So it must be like this. It must be referring to the following. It must be that when it's actually, it, it, lo yachal's besara is referring to even before it's stoned, it's aser nachila. And balashar naki, Meaning, even if you shechted, it's asa b'achila. Ba'al sh'anaki is asa b'hanah. So you see, the sh'aniskel is asa b'hanah even before it's stoned. So the Gemara is the mask. Gemara zutra. Ema hani mili hechi debadek tsur v'shachaba the mirsik hiskila av shechted b'sakin loy. So you're telling me right now that if you shecht an animal, lo yachli, you're not allowed to eat it. If you shecht this sh'aniskel, you're not allowed to eat it. Maybe it's only asa and achila if you shecht it with a stone. The halacha is that you could shecht an animal with a sharp stone. And perhaps like this, you're saying that Lo Yochel is saying that if you shechted it, it's Aser Nachila, and Balashar Naki is Aser Anoa. Maybe that's only true if you shechted it with a stone because you sort of killed it with stoning. Like it was killed with a stone, so it's like it's, it was stoned. But if you shechted it with a knife, it's Mutter. Meaning you're telling me that it's all Sharnis Gilzasa Bahana. Why? Because Lo Yochel means you're not allowed to eat from it. 
Lo yachol means you're not allowed to eat from it. Even if it's shechted properly, and ba'ashonaki means also bahana, even if it's shechted properly. Maybe, if it's shechted properly, it's fine. Muta bahana. And the Pasuk is referring to where it's shechted with a stone, because it's like it was stoned. So the Gemara says two points. Midi sakin ba'raisak sif, so you're telling me that it's only us if it was stone, if it was killed with a stone, if it was shechted with a stone, not shechted with a knife. The Torah would say that. The Torah would say, knife. It's only also if it's shechted with a, with a stone, but not a knife. The Torah should say that. The second problem is also, you tell me there's a difference between if it's shechted with a knife or shechted with a stone, because if it's shechted with a stone, it's like it's stoned. Shechted with a knife, it's fine. But a st- shechting an animal with a stone is a kasha shechita. It's not like if you shechted an animal with a stone, it was niskal. That's a shechita. So if that's a shechita... Then it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't see what the difference is. Once an animal is stoned, it's one thing. But if it's shechted, whether it's with a knife, with a stone, it's kosher shechita. If it's kosher shechita, why should there be a difference? You tell me there's a difference in halacha between if it's shechted with a knife and shechted with a stone. There's no difference. They're both a shechita. If shechita's fine, it's fine. Okay. Now, the Gemara makes one last change. So right now, what are we saying? Lo yachos besara is asering once the animal is condemned to be stoning. Lo yachol is asering even if it's shechted. And Balashar Naki is also Bahna. Now the Gemara makes a quick change. We said before that Ravalazar Shita is that anytime the Torah asks Achila with Loyachel, it means both. Achila and Hana. So if you actually go with that equation, Loyachel is asering the animal after it's condemned, both Achila and Hana. Balashar Naki is now extra. We thought Balashar Naki was Hana because we thought Loyachel is Achila and Balashar Naki is Hana. But now you're telling me Loyachel means both, Balashar Naki is now extra. What do you do with it? The Gemara says, So what do you do with Balashar Naki? Again, it's Aser for Achila and Hana from Loyochel. So what do you do with Balashar Naki? The answer is Lanas Oiroi. Balashar Naki tells you that not only is the animal Aser Bahana, even its hide is Aser Bahana. So Loyochel means the animal is Aser and Achila and Hana. Balashar Naki means that the hide is Aser Bahana. So you can ask a question. Once I know it's Aser Bahana, why would I think the hide is different? So you might think, because the Pasuk when it says, it's also Bahana, it says, Lo Yachel es bisaro, do not eat its flesh. So you might think that the Torah is saying the flesh is Asr Bahana, but the hide is mutter, Kamashmala no, but sorry, Asavari Mutter, Kamashmala. So therefore, Lo Yachel means that the animal is Asr in Achil and Hano, and Balashar Naki means the flesh is also Asr Bahana. Here's the problem. The Pasik Balashar Naki is used by Tanayim to teach you something else. You're telling me Balashar Naki is to teach you that the hide of the animal is Asabana. Ulhanach Tanoi, but the other Tanoyim in Baba Kama who say, There are Tanoyim who say that Balashar Naki teaches you something else. What does it teach you? We know that if an animal kills three people, it's called a mood. If it then kills a fourth person, you have to pay what's called koifer which is a certain value, a penalty, to the family of the deceased. What if an animal killed someone the first time? So there's no kaifer. The question is, is there chatzi kaifer? We know that when it comes to goring, when an animal gores for the first three times, you pay half a penalty, half damage. And when it gores a fourth time, it's full damage. So is there a thing called a half kofer? The first three people that it killed, do you pay half kofer? So the tanoim say no. Bala Sharnaki means the, the owner is exempt. No half kofer. There's no such thing. It's either nothing for the first three times and then full kofer. And Mevlados means that if an animal um, gored a pregnant woman and killed the fetus, if it was a person who did that, if a man punched a woman and killed the fetus, God forbid, you'd have to pay for it. But if an animal gores a woman and kills the fetus, there is no penalty. Why? Bala Sharnaki. 
So how could you tell me Balasharnaki is is used is learning is to tell you that the flesh is forbidden? Bahana, the hide is forbidden Bahana. I thought you used Balasharnaki to teach you those things. The answer is Me Bisaro, Bisaro. The answer is the source, you're right. Balasharnaki teaches you Balasharnaki teaches you that the animal that uh, that you don't have to pay half kofer and that you don't have to pay for Dmevlados. So how do you know that the animal's hide is forbidden Bahana? It's from Esbisaro. The Pasad Loyachel Esbisaro. Bisaro is the flesh. Esbisaro is like the secondary to the flesh, which is the hide. The Idach, the other opinions who know the hide. The Idach, the other opinions who know the hide from Balashar Naki, what do they do with S? They say S like Darsh. They don't Darsh in Essen. S always can be perceived as just an extra word, just for the flow, or S can be like a secondary, like Bissaro the flesh, S Bissaro secondary, which is the skin. They don't Darsh in S. Kidetanya, as the Brisa teaches, a very famous Brisa, Shimon Amsumi, Vamila Nechemi Amsuni, Shimon Amsuni taught, Hayadarish Kol S in Torah. He darshaned every S in the Torah to be the secondary of the next concept. Kivan Shegila S But once he got to the Pasuk that said, He shall fear God, Pirish, he said, You know what? I'm wrong. Because S, Alekechatira, there is no S to God. There's no secondary to God. Amrile Talmidav, so he stopped darshaning S. So they said, Rabbi, call S and Shadarash, but what about all the other drushes that you did S? You're saying you're wrong. What, what about your life's work? The same way I was rewarded for darshaning, I'm rewarding for stop darshaning. Meaning, I darshaned for the truth. And if I'm wrong, I'm out. And he stopped. He threw away his life's work. The Gemara then ends off. Rivikiva came and he said, No, S, you could darshan. So, what does it mean to fear God? Who's secondary to God? It's fearing Rabbonim. And I heard once from Rav Zalik, that he said that the reason why Rav Akiva darshaned is because he saw Shem and Amsumi, that he saw a tzaddik who was able to have his whole life's work a certain way. And then all of a sudden, a dime to say, I'm wrong. The ability to a person to have such truth that's godlike. And he said, You know what? Atamichachim deserves fear as well. I will stop here.